Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening from wherever and whenever you're listening to. This is a Peripatia Theatre podcast, Flipping the Script, with today's guest, Richard Howell. Richard, great to have you today. How are you? I'm oh, good, thank you. Good to be here. Nice sunny day, nice atmosphere, so hopefully we'll have a lovely chat that we always have with our guests. So Richard, just tell us a bit about yourself, your sort of information, the background that you have within the industry. I trained quite some years ago because I'm, I'm, I'm blessed at being 43 years old, so it's been quite a while. Um, took a, an interesting route into the industry through various sort of educational means. Uh, so back from the, the college days, mm-hmm. um, eventually through to a university course, which was absolutely fantastic, Would, wouldn't have changed a single part of that for the world. And then out of university into the wide world and, and how do you find your way into into this industry and many sort of trials and tribulations along the way uh brief dalliance with with education um which i'm sure a fair few people have at some point um through lecturing at colleges eventually into being an actual teacher for a few years but all the while trying to keep some kind of theatrical background going as well trying to keep some creative work happening to the point where i am now at the point where i'm a full-time actor uh, it's taken a few years to get here primarily i do actually work for uh, warwick castle um which has its own sort of acting challenges be that historical recreation or be that just being a an awful dungeon creature depending on what the day requires of you so yeah quite a meandering route uh, into yeah. the industry for me yeah i mean what we've sort of realized over the, the past few episodes that we've had is that there isn't sort of one single route to go down towards everyone has sort of different understanding and a development that they have as, a, as an individual within the theatre or within the arts um, whether that be actor director or writer i mean it's interesting that you say that that route that you took down towards you you did spend a little time in education because of I think a lot of people mm-hmm. do that especially with directing at university level directing at college level kind of it does make a bit of sense with with how things fell about uh, for me and it was it was through it was through doing some theatre work that a, an opportunity came to do some acting coaching um, and I've I'd, I'd been doing some work through a, a youth theatre group for, for many years alongside work uh, and the acting coaching turned into a part-time lecturing position for which then opened up to more days a week lecturing because they were oversubscribed with the course which yeah. then led to working across three separate colleges and then before you know it there was an opportunity to actually do a teacher training course alongside it and become a secondary teacher uh, yeah. in drama and, and media and it did it was one of those things that when you tell people that you became a teacher by accident uh, it genuinely was not the plan yeah. and it just kind of snowballed and then before you know it 10 or 12 years have passed like oh hold on this is the day job this wasn't yeah. the initial plan but yeah. it's still a connection to the art i think it was still valid it's definitely important because it's training the next generation that's going to come up because everyone has that one teacher the one individual that sort of inspires them to make this as a career path rather than sort of an outside hobby. Yeah, Interesting. Actually, part of that as well for me, certain with the, uh, the the post sixteen students, mm. was being that open and honest about how I got to where I got to and actually what yeah. I still wanted to do, and letting them know that yeah, that it isn't a point A to point B to point C industry at all. Yeah. We'll take these random branches and do different things, and then hopefully come back to the core of what you want to do. And when I left my my last teacher post it was to do some freelance work and the the students were supportive of that and yeah. obviously some of them without blowing my own trumpet were gutted that I was leaving them as a teacher but they were also really interested to see that I was going from that back into the industry so yeah it's, I think it's really important to be realist as an educator and, and, and promote the fact that you can get there yeah. but it just might not be the way that you think initially and it takes time as well I think that's the other thing that people need to realize within the industry it takes a, a number of years to get to the position that to get. Let's start at the beginning then. What 
what was your first moment of the theatre? We could go right back to the beginning. We could, we could go to the very early days. We could go yeah. to playing one of the rats in the Pied Piper at Hamlin as a child if we really yeah. wanted to and just, just knowing that there was something fun about being on a stage and wearing a costume. But I think for me it was moving through school. I had I had quite an inspirational drama teacher. I think a lot of us will have had that. Um, yeah. Those of us who've gone into the theatre arts can relate to the fact that that's, there's, there's the one person that really gives you that nudge that this could be something you want to do. And through that experience and, and through sort of early GCSE drama, uh, I mean, when I was at school, there wasn't A-level drama. A-level theatre studies was the only option. Yeah. And that ne- that nearly killed it for me because uh, it was it was very theory-based, very, very little practical work. There was a sort of crucial moment there of, is this the wrong choice? Do I pursue this or do I go elsewhere? And after A-levels, I decided to then pursue a performing arts college course for two years instead of going straight to university because I think I'd have made right. the wrong choice. Uh, so I took a risk at sort of holding myself back by another two years to do something different and it, and it was at that college course where the, the lecturers had such a different approach and we were learning such greater depth and breadth of theatre that it did sort of reignite that. I said, yeah, this is what I want to do. It's just yeah. that the previous two years didn't get me to where I, I knew that passion was. And the opportunities that opened up just through through that particular college course for, for performance in, in a whole host of different styles and working with, we were quite lucky we had some international lecturers as part of that but we had people with some really varied backgrounds so we got to explore deeper forms of physical theatre we got to do elements of, of sort of European and Polish theatre within that which I don't think you get at that stage of education usually I think we were quite lucky and that just confirmed it for me and it, and it was the I think it was the training more than like a specific performance moment I think I've, I've had those along the way that have, that have had that impact that have, have made me realise that I want to act but one particular performance moment was in a production of The Crucible where all of a sudden I, I without too much detail, it's quite a long story, but I yeah. found emotion in a new way that I hadn't been taught before and it just something clicked and that ignited the performer in me even further. But it was the, the learning and the training that ignited the, I think, the practitioner in me, the yeah. one that wanted to, to go deeper, to learn more, to experience different forms of theatre. Yeah. And from that, that then led on to a, a very good university choice for me in terms of expanding that even further. What university did you go to? Well, I went to, um, it was University of Glamorgan, um, as it was, as part of, I think it's now part of University of South Wales. But the, the drama course is there when I when I applied, which is uh, end of the 90s, we'll just say that. Um, <laughs> it was the only non drama school at the time it was in the top 10 drama courses and there was there was something for me about the idea of drama school that didn't feel right for me having seen friends from theatre groups go through it and come out the other side and people might sort of shoot me down for this the way you, you come out some schools very much in the image of what that school wants to put into the industry yeah. and I, I didn't feel I wanted to be crafted in that that single state yeah. so yeah University of Morgan ran in conjunction with the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama so a lot of our, our straight acting and performance elements were uh, we got the option to elect an audition for, which is odd on a university course, we had to audition for modules to be delivered at the Royal Welsh College by their acting team. So we kind of got the best of both worlds. We had a, a university course that was also delivered in part by a drama school for some of the, yeah. the performance elements. And again, sort of the, the opportunities that opened up there. Within my first year of being at the, the university, we'd done residential laboratory weekends working on um, sort of commedia dell'arte performance techniques, Grongagnol theatre of horror laboratories because two of our professors were Europe's leading readers in Grongagnol and if you yeah. buy a book on Grongagnol chances are they're the ones that wrote it and by that summer of the end of the first year we were already at the Edinburgh Festival with 
we took five productions up that year. Wow. I think it was. Um, so we had quite a lot of venues, quite a lot going on, different casts. Um, and I was performing in one at midday, and I was teching one at midnight. And uh, by the second year, we took a, a Joseph Conrad play to the International Joseph Conrad Conference in Texas. Wow. Um, so it was just one of those things. Like the the opportunities were there in a play if you were the type of student that would put yourself forward to yeah. them. And of course, that that sort of young and energetic, I put myself forward for everything. All the theatrical productions done at the university were put on in professional theatres in and around Cardiff so we got that big stage experience as well as doing more intimate studio pieces in-house it was definitely the right choice for me a lot of the alumni that, that I went through have found their way somehow into a, a branch of the industry I yeah. think because we've come out with such a wealth of knowledge from it I, it sounds just from the, the description though that you've got sort of your fingers in many pies there's the ability to do and work in different ways in different contexts yeah and again that's that's something that I that I wanted I wanted to be sort of coming out of that with as much in my toolkit as people like to say yeah. as possible we did a, a lot of intense physical theatre training which was fantastic but then we did some really intrinsic Elizabethan Jacobean training as well which has helped us feel obviously Shakespeare and such the very next hour you'd be going into a really intense uh, naturalism lesson um, and realism and, and taking things that way I feel confident as a as a performer that I'm genuinely adaptable and again yeah. it's not it's not sort of celebrating my own success too much but I, I feel that I can take on a lot of challenges and I also enjoy that challenge I, I quite like walking off stage from one particular style of performance and being given the challenge of casting something else a couple of years ago I was asked to audition for my first musical <laughs> and it's something that I'd always stayed away from never been a really big fan of it and I, I found some enjoyment in doing it and and that led to a, a fairly sizable role in a production of guys and dolls and I'd, i had the, the the first song of the production the first thing you see is this montage of things happening and then on walks this guy and opens the entire musical and i never thought i'd be able to do that and i think it yeah. was just that sheer sort of grit and determination of like well i've done everything else yeah i might as well give this a crack and see what comes of it yeah what, what um, have you got to lose exactly yeah and I, I enjoyed it i'm not saying it's something that i that i'll pursue much further but um, yeah, it, it was enjoyable, and again, it was it was about the learning curve. It was like, can yeah. I be this guy who stands up in front of all these people and genuinely stands there and sings in front of them, and then does a bit of dancing, looking like a big chunky guy in a suit? Is there a particular practitioner that you've l- learned from? Yes. And I think it comes from the more physical side of things. I think mm. something something happened when I was involved in a production that was that was more. It was more sort of Grotowski based, uh, and I'd done physical theatre in terms of obviously through GCC and A You usually focus on Burkhoff, and I, I absolutely love Burkhoff and his style of performance. And then we were involved in a production of it was a Holocaust play, which is not an easy subject matter uh but the the director again very very experienced director who himself was was jewish and had a, a lot of experience and connection to what had gone on through the holocaust the play was written by uh, julia pascal who again sort of her family is connected to it and the play sort of explored how someone in the modern world connects to what happened when they trying not to be involved they don't want to identify yeah. as being linked to it and then all of a sudden through through a wave of memory sort of in the opening of the play she's cast back in time and experiences what happened through the transit camps 
it was very key for us in that not not to go through naturalism. The yeah. director was very keen on not putting us through sort of having to use sort of emotion and things like that because we, we can't possibly. Like, how can we recreate that kind of emotion, claiming to have a connection for something similar, like remembering a dead cat would yeah. not help us in that situation. Through using physical techniques through using uh, impulse into action and through just being in the moment we all at different times as a cast we all started to connect there was one particular moment we, we were performing at a european theater festival in huddersfield as part of this and my character had a monologue in german no i don't speak german so i spent a lot of time luckily with one of our lecturers from germany to to learn this monologue but actually understand it so i didn't want to just parrot fashion say it to make it sound right i needed to understand what i was saying and this particular rehearsal we we had sort of two more before that performance that night and we'd already performed it in cardiff but there was something about that day that standing there whilst there's some action happening behind me and speaking this this monologue in german that it hit me from nowhere I couldn't get through the speech. I got partway through and I was choking and eyes welling. And we had to sort of break it at the end of rehearsal. We got through and we had to sort of break down where it came from. And it came from the fact that there was an understanding based on what we'd done physically to connect to the situation. And that for me then became a real genuine key performance moment of there are other ways to get into this. There are other ways without doing the, the backstory, the character research, which is important. I got shot down playing it. But the fact that it came from a physical place and still yeah. had that connection. And that for me has been lasting. And it's something that I adapted some of those methods myself when I was lecturing to give students that alternative. Like, yes, we can do the system, we can use method. But also, what if we took this route to achieve the same um, and give them that chance to evaluate? And yeah, that's one of those really key things for me that, that lasted. So that drive of physicality and how that connects with the character and how that brings the character out, um, I found really interesting that's something that i still use today i think that's so important and genuine about the role which you play just because on my own experience having dealt with unimaginable circumstances there's not that way that you can delve into it that's sort of taught or trained to us especially in britain about how how we can go through um the process of getting all that background information that sort of carries back with that events and intentions there is some elements where you, that downplays itself because you can't have that like you said natural way of speaking i think as well like linking back to what i briefly mentioned earlier with that production of the crucible i was, I was playing reverend paris in that which is mm. you know it's a tough role and he's a besmirched reverend within the the village because it's his daughter who's possessed and the sort of two or three nights of the run of that production i was i was getting nothing even even in performance i was getting no kind of real connection to the emotion of it and it was it was a different approach that someone said well forget that then don't don't sit there praying at the edge of the bed before the curtain open trying to put yourself in those shoes lose yourself in what's happening and there's a moment in the play where Tituba turns around and says you know and I, I saw you with the devil Reverend Harry uh, Reverend Paris and on that night when she accused me I just burst into tears because I'd forgotten everything else I wasn't trying yeah. to to create you know, I, was, I wasn't trying to get an emotion from elsewhere I just focused on where I was who I was and what was happening and then that accusation came in and I couldn't take it as a character and that was scary as, as a performer because that that come from nowhere as far yeah. as I was concerned because I, I didn't feel I'd put the work in yeah. but the response was real and it yeah. was it, yeah that was interesting 
I mean, it's it's been in the present moment, isn't it? it? Even the energy on the night's different every time that you do it, whether that be the energy of the partner scene or whether it be the energy of the audience. I think a lot of factors do resonate with what's going on around them and they're in the present moment, so therefore we react within the present moment. Mm. So the, the work in the background work is more about being intuitive about what's going on around you. So when did the teaching come into place? <laughs> I'd uh, I'd moved away from uh, an accidental job that lasted too long, and it was it was fine because it allowed me the standard freedoms that you want when you're sort of young, sort of mid twenties, out of university. Found a job that was relatively full time, was still doing a little bit of performance work, sort of yeah. amdram on the side, uh, and I was happy enough with that, and I was earning money, and I could start to buy a house, and yeah. those things were fine. And then again, this this moment came where a few years had elapsed, is like this isn't the plan. I think we all have those moments where you, you get stuck in a, a bit of a rut or you get stuck in a routine and you have to slap yourself and say, this isn't what you're trained for. This this yeah. wasn't what we're supposed to be doing. But whilst doing that, some mutual acquaintances who, this one chap was a, a, a filmmaker, had written uh, a play. And it was a, sh- a small three-hander, but it was a really, really interesting piece. Quite quite Pinterest-esque uh, in, its, in its construction. And we got together and uh, we decided to self-fund and... and Put on a couple of performances of this of this yeah. piece, and it was working with them and sort of developing that friendship that they um, they turned around and said, "Well, actually, there's this opportunity as this this acting coach, seeing what you know and getting to know you and, and how you work. We think you'd be really good to work with the kids." And the idea was to go in and work with the uh, post sixteen students on the BTEC performing arts and on the A level course, and just work on on performance skills, get them ready for that that audition stage of, of drama school, university, things like that. But working on the the performance elements of the course from a more practical background so yeah. leaving the leaving the theory to others and just going in purely looking at performance which was quite a privilege to be honest but through doing that as i mentioned the the, the initial course was oversubscribed so they had to split the course into two so what was going to be one day's work became two days work and whilst there because of the the background i've got in media production as well which stemmed from university and through various misadventures with various little companies yeah. um, there was an opportunity there as well to work on the, the media production course and that was again initially from the performance side of things because there were presentation techniques and interview techniques and things like that that needed to be covered so it, it grew to that there was a very some people remember there was a, a creative and media diploma scheme which lasted all of about two and a half years it was a yeah. government initiative that they put some funding into and, and demanded that everyone accommodate it and I was lucky enough to be one of the fair few that uh, that taught for a year on that before it was closed down uh, and that was through um, uh, Lighthouse Media in, in Wolverhampton. They took the responsibility to deliver to select children from three or four schools within the city uh, and they would come to, to Lighthouse in Wolverhampton and the practitioners would be there and we'd teach them again performance skills, animation skills, uh, they did sound engineering, all, all kinds of stuff. So really good broad course and then from that an opportunity came up as a full-time lecturer at a college and it just Everything seemed to make sense at that stage. Yeah. Like I'm stepping yeah. from one day here, oh, that's now three days. Oh, I can teach there as well. Oh, but this is five days in the same place. Yeah. And and it just went on and on until a, a drama teacher position became available at a school that were willing to, to put me through the certification. And again, at that time, it was right for, for me and my partner. It was right for the fact that we were thinking of uh, getting married. We were thinking of children and it's stable and it all made sense. But it's it's amazing how quickly sort of 11 years gets away. 
away from you. Yeah, and I think there is the sort of a practical element that takes place in a lot of people's journeys in, in terms of either that be the finance or where they are in that stage of life. And it's interesting that the, there's dot connecting that goes on sort of in the from teacher job to this day, this day here. Well, then there's jobs that the, the dots that connect each other from sort of a longer term as well. So because, say, for instance, when you was getting your training, you received that lot of support in terms of tech, but then plays a part within the teaching as well. Definitely. And and the one thing I really wanted to, to be as an educator, as I said earlier, was a realist. And I wanted to give as much of that variety of experience as I could in the time I had, because I knew that that's what had benefited me. And I, I, I knew that if I went in and tried to teach one particular way, favour one particular style, try and generate one particular performer, I knew that deep in the heart of me that was what I was against so I went in to try and deliver this as, as a, a varied a, a way as possible ruffle a few feathers along the way do some productions that schools don't expect you to do take some risks here and there and, and for those that it worked for I've got a lot of I'm very lucky that students come back to me with their successes and let me know yeah. what they've gone on to do um, I've got a lot of people who now are still sort of in sort of post-16 education about to go and they've, they've decided to drop me a line so just to let you know I'm coming to the end of this course thank you and it's nice to know that's, that it's landed for those that, that it suits I mean I think that's what teaching's about it's about training people it's about inspiring them it's about motivating them if this is something that they want to do and I think at, at college level I think people are more understanding of what they want to do as a career path maybe not exactly the precise job but in the broader sense of yeah we want to go into sort of the performing arts sector yeah I, I remember one particular instance and uh, I think I'm far enough away from that job now to, to be able to talk about it but there was one particular parents evening which let's face it every teacher's favorite part of the job and I was I'd I'd taken over a, a GCSE group and I changed a few things because what they were learning needed to be needed to be better we'll just leave it there yeah. so um and I remember one parent sort of sat down with their child and really tearing into me about the fact that I'd I'd gone and I'd changed this and that and the other and they were being pushed to do things they weren't comfortable with and this that and the other and that they they were set on a performing arts pathway this is what they want to do with it and they're now thinking of different college courses they don't even want to do it anymore the the human inside of you wants to say well it's good that they've made that decision now because if you don't like being pushed and molded and challenged when you're 16 you're probably going to hate it as you go through university or drama school whatever that is yeah but obviously professionally you can't say that exactly. um, but you do want to sit there and say i've done you a favor because if you don't like this now you're going to hate it in four or five years time because you are still going to be pushed and challenged not like you say it's not that easy pathway from point A to point B you've, you've got to accept some knocks and you've got yeah. to push yourself I think that also goes with the type of training that the arts gives us as well in terms of say for instance doing yoga in the morning I hate doing yoga but th th there's got to be the, the adaptability towards that as well in terms of what the arts gives us as an individual mm, definitely and it's like I say it's not always about you are going to be a performer you are going to be on stage what you find on that pathway leads you in a whole myriad of options yeah um but you've got to be open and willing to 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 take that journey um if you're always just looking at the finish line no that's where i want to go i don't want to take that path chances are you won't get there yeah so what is it like then working at Warwick Castle? I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. It's 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 bonkers, but it's it's very it's very interesting and again in its own way challenging. We get 
a fair variety of what what we can do. Uh, so our our day to day businesses, we yeah we work as actors within the the dungeon, yeah. um, which people will be aware of the dungeon brand, be that Blackpool, York, London. Yeah. They're all over the world. They're all similar, but sort of rooted in the place that they are. And that's that's an interesting performance style uh, because it is it's grotesque in its own way, but yeah. it's not overtly horror. Um, yeah. So it's about finding sort of subtleties within that that work, and finding where where you can be menacing, where you can be threatening, where you can be hilarious. Because that the, the, it really is that sort of hot and cold shower effect of, of laughter and horror throughout. So that's that's a challenge, and some of the the Grongignol training for me sort of came through that. Yeah fairly quickly because uh, oh right yeah in this room this definitely would work but then in amongst that you do get the chance to be out and do uh, sort of historical characters so as people are sort of walking around the castle you could be out there as, as one of the many earls of Warwick and you'll be stopped by people for photographs together and they'll, they'll ask you questions about the history of the castle they'll ask you who you are and why yeah. you're there so again improvisation skills are really key for that you need to have some historical knowledge because you can't be telling the guests the wrong information so you need to have enough to be able to get by with that and every day is different when you do that kind of thing with that and then we have the big events like our, our halloween event is always quite a, a thing in the castle where we have almost a fortnight's worth of, of special entertainment on and be that what people expect in an evening scare attraction be that for the last year i was running a, a night school one day teaching kids how to sever the arms of goblins oh. um, but it's but it's done in the way of a, a genuine night school like you were yeah. standing there sort of in a full night regalia yeah. you're teaching them sword skills and what to do but you're making it grotesque it's halloween but yeah. it's still for kids so it's still got to be quite fun and then we we have a sort of big stage up for that and it's very sort of panto style performances because again it's family friendly yeah. there's singing and dancing involved multiple costume changes if you're involved in that which is hilarious um so yeah it's it's a real it's a real variety of stuff that you get to do you pull up in that car park and you walk through those turnstiles and you stand there and look at this absolutely magnificent building and it, you have to pinch yourself every now and then like well, this is my office yeah. <laughs> this is quite an odd place to be <laughs> i know we, we've sort of said this multiple times now but it's always that the foundation of your training impacts you as an individual and impacts the work that you want to do because i don't think if you didn't have that sort of flexible training and the flexibility of practitioners that you would be so caught up or so wanting to do a job that you've got right now yeah i, th I think it's without a doubt it's a benefit and i think without without some of my experiences i would struggle in certain situations yeah because i think with well just for example some people could be the best actor in the world but they they hate improvisation you know if, it, if it's there on paper and it's learnt and, and it's down they could be amazing but you put them in a situation where someone challenges you and you've got to respond in characters and some people just simply can't do that so i think having that that ability to improvise is, is really key having that ability to remain in character when in any other customer facing or, or customer service role you might sort of change your approach with someone if you need to but actually like part of being a, one of the dungeon creatures is that you don't so even when you're dealing with situations which you have to deal with you still have to do that deal with that in character in that time period and again that's that's quite an interesting thing to have to do sometimes because of, of what can happen you can't just suddenly go all oh, right okay fine my name's richard i'm an actor um, yeah. it's only in very very extreme circumstances that you you have to do that kind of thing if, if things need sorting out in a certain yeah. way so yeah the, the improv skills are definitely important for me uh the physical training is is important because each character has to be physically different and as we most of us will know so if you change your physicality it changes your vocality as well um so every every character that you play kind of becomes a little bit 
bit muscle memory that when yeah. you put that costume on, you stand in that place, that happens. But it's still fresh enough. It's not mechanical. Let's move on to the recommendations then. We've had a lot of book recommendations so far, but is there any sort of book recommendations or film or television that you've got for us? I've been... <laughs> it's a bit of a guilty pleasure time um, because I... I I've got a habit of waiting for things to finish before I get into them. Uh, I don't like to sort of get caught along with the, the waves of trends and things. If someone tells me something's excellent and it's popular, it's like, no, I'll yeah. give that six years. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, I'm enjoying at the moment um, things that are loosely historical. Okay. Um, so I've just gone through uh, like The Last Kingdom on Netflix, which is sort yeah. of Viking-based, yeah. um, about what happened in the time of King Alfred. Uh, I've also just finished Vikings, which is of a similar time period and i think part of that is part of that is the history because there's a link to and some of the people at the castle will kill me for this but there's, there's a link to our castle with how it was first founded and who it was founded by yeah. so we're, we're led to believe through history and and the links at that particular time period so i do find that fascinating like where where i work is because of that person if they hadn't have done that this might not be here but also i really enjoy battles i really enjoy sword play and and i really enjoy big clashes and looking at that those kind of techniques as well so yeah if, it, if it's got a massive sort of medieval battle involved i'm usually on board with it at the moment and i'm genuinely sorry that it's not anything more highbrow oh, he's fine. <laughs> but, but for me at the moment it's and i think it's 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 definitely coming from a place of escapism we've had as we all know we've had an interesting year anything that takes me genuinely away from what's happening now um is kind of what i've thrown myself into so either real sort of historical based fantasy or even something crash bang like an avengers film <laughs> finally then the question that we ask everyone that comes onto the show is if you could talk to someone younger than yourself what message would you give them stick with it mm -hmm. i think if, if it's if it's what you're interested in and I think at, at that kind of age, uh, 16 to 18 age, it needs to be rooted in interest. The, the want to be something sometimes isn't enough. I think you have to be interested in being that thing. You have to be interested in the creative industry. Um, I think that I want to be an actor, I don't think is enough anymore because I think, as we were saying earlier, I think if that's where you want to be and you can't see anything else to it, you will miss opportunities, you'll miss the chances that could eventually take you there. But it might seem like such a diversion so for me it is definitely stick with it know that it's not going to be the quickest journey know that it's not going to be the easiest route but if you genuinely are interested in doing it see it through and take every chance that pops up along the way because even if you hate it those bad experiences are still experiences that will craft you as a person and yeah. as a performer or a creative in, in whichever end of the industry you end up coming out Thank you, Richard, for joining us today. And thank you for this week's message of Stick With It. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Fabulous, guys. I'll see you on the next recording. Take care.